Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to Across the Pond Sports Podcast. Great to have you back for another week, another episode. Um... We've got week three preview coming up. Uh, we're going to talk some NBA and some WNBA uh, a little as well later on. Uh, we've got Katie coming up. We're going to um, go through the week three preview. Um, some bumper games this weekend uh, coming up. Some really big, big ones. So we're going to get to all of those as well. Chief Ravens ends off the week on Monday Night Football. So that's how good this week is going to be. Um, you can get us on social media. Search for us on Instagram and Facebook, Across the Pond Sports Pod, and on Twitter at ATP Sports Pod. Um, you can get all your fan gear from Fanatics. They are the, the partner of the podcast. Great to have them on board. Um, click on the link on the description of the podcast or through social media as well. Um, otherwise, uh, let's get on with the show. Right then, so we have our week three preview, Katie. We have a Thursday night game that really goes back to being a Thursday night game. Not that interesting. Uh, we had the Bengals and the Browns last week, which had two young quarterbacks um, gunning to, to make names for themselves. This week, uh, we've got uh, the Dolphins, Jags in Jacksonville. Uh, we've got Minshew, who somehow is playing really well with an offensive line that you probably couldn't name them all um, because they they got rid of all their kind of best players um, in the off season, and you've got a Dolphins team that are zero two. Um, this one's really going to be tough to call because both teams, although the Dolphins are zero two, they've played quite well, and the Jags are are one and one and and have played well even when they lost. Yeah, and I I think that you know I'm, the only way that this game really becomes exciting is. If they um, if the, the Dolphins decide to start to a <laughs> um, at quarterback and, and sit Ryan Fitzpatrick, I, I just I think that is kind of one of those those boring games. Uh, but it's Thursday night, and you know me and Thursday night games, I really don't like them because you never know what to expect. So that could work in the Dolphin and Jaguars' favor because you never know really what to expect with it. So 
the Miami might come out and, you know, Fitzpatrick might throw a little Fitz magic out there and throw for 700 yards and, you know, 14 touchdowns. Um, but I just, I think that the Jaguars are going to come out on top in this game. I think that Gardner Minshew has been playing great this year. And, you know, I think that the, the Jags are going to be a pretty good team. Uh, I think they're going to win those close games. So I actually have the Jaguars winning this Thursday night game. Okay. And how much do you think they're going to win by? I have the Jags winning by three. By three. Okay. Um, so I, I actually have the Dolphins winning by three. Okay. Um, I, I kind of, I'm looking at them, I'm, uh, you know, they've, they've been tight in games and, um, week one, they were up against the Patriots, which wasn't very be easy for them. Um, I think they're one of these teams that probably needs a bit more of a preseason to get themselves going. Uh, and I think Fitzpatrick is probably going to be up to speed uh, by Thursday night's game. Like you say, it's it's a Thursday night game. They're a bit of a hit or a miss the Thursday night game. It's not like a Monday night game where everyone's up for that. Um, so, yeah, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. Uh, I, I don't think either team will score more than 20 points. Um, and I, I think the Dolphins just scrape it. See, and I, I think that Jacksonville, they, they did lose last week. They are 1-1, one and one, but they lost to the Titans. And the Titans... You know, they they went far in the playoffs last year. They have a pretty good defense. I, I think that the Jaguars lost to a good team last week. Mm-hmm. So I think that I think that they will be able to pull this one off on Thursday. Yeah, and I think as well, if on the flip side for Miami, they lost to the Bills, who who are, are outstanding uh, so far in their first two games. So um they're obviously two and oh. Um so I think both teams played a good team. In week two, uh, and now they're up against each other. It's gonna gonna see who is uh, gonna be the best team in Florida, I guess. Yeah. Um, we will move along to Sunday. Uh, Sunday's early games, uh, and we're gonna start off uh, with the Bears at Atlanta. Now, this one is is it's gonna be a bit of a strange one because I think. Trubisky showed that he went back to being Trubisky um, in week two, <laughs> but they still managed to win. Uh, so they're 2-0 and all, and the Falcons are 0-2. Did you really think that coming into week three, that the I, I would have thought the records would have been reversed? Exactly. I 100% agree with that. And the Falcons, I'm sure that they did not have a very enjoyable practice week this week because they blew that game. And I don't foresee them letting that happen again. Uh, the, the Falcons, they have too many weapons. Matt Ryan is playing very well this year. Julio Jones is healthy for now. Uh, you know, Todd Gurley, he hasn't caught up, gotten up to speed yet, but I just don't, I completely agree. I don't think that the, the Bears, I would never would have picked them to be 2-0, but I think that the Falcons are going to get their, finally get their, their first one of the season this week. Okay, um, so so you're going for the Falcons then? I am going for the Falcons. I have the Falcons winning by four. By four. Um, so I also have the Falcons winning. Um, I was going to say by ten. Oh. Um, I think the Chicago defense is good. Um, but I think, much like um, a few teams, I think, in week three, those teams that were – using week one and two as like a preseason. I think the Falcons are one of those teams and I think they're 
going to found their rhythm. They're going to take a lot of crap for getting beat by the Cowboys by a point with three seconds to go. Um, and like you said, they're not going to want to sit back because I don't. They're probably thankful that they're not going to have any fans in the stadium <laughs> uh, because I think the fans would be giving them jip as well. Yeah, and the the Bears. I mean, Mitch Trubisky came out, you know, week one and looked great. Week he two, he looked like Mitch Trubisky. And I don't think that the Bears have really played that hard of teams yet. <laughs> so uh, it, Trubisky, I think, is going to be the same Trubisky that we saw in week two, uh, in week two not week one. And uh, Matt Ryan's going to end up coming out on top. Yep. So, uh, yeah, no. Uh, I'm, I'm with that. I think Matt Ryan is a far superior quarterback uh, than Trubisky. Uh, we'll move it along to uh, the Rams in Buffalo. Uh, Rams in Buffalo is both teams 2-0, both teams playing some pretty good football uh, over the first two weeks. Um, but I'm going to be honest, uh, I'm really loving uh, the Bills, both offense and defense. I think they've been pretty strong. They got pushed and they by uh, the Dolphins last week. Um, it was a tight game. Um, I really have the Bills in this one. Uh, I'm really loving their offense, um, and I have them winning uh, only slightly. I have them winning by three. Well, I I have also had the Bills winning by three uh, yeah. in this game because I think that Josh Allen has turned into that complete quarterback under center. He's putting touchdowns in the uh, throwing the ball into the end zone, putting touchdowns up, up with his arm and with his legs. He has really made that Bills uh, offense match that Bills defense. The Bills defense is one of the top three defenses in the league, I think, and their offense matches it. The Rams, they, they are doing okay, but I think that the Bills are just a better team right now at this point in the season. Yeah, I think the Rams, although they've, they've won – uh, their first two games. Um, I, I think they've kind of been in maybe third gear. I mean, they, they played Philadelphia, who are, are no great shakes this year um, in week two. And they kind of just, especially towards the end of the game, um, they, they just looked like they were just cruising. Um, and I don't think they're up to top speed yet. And I think I don't think they can do it against the Bills. I don't think they can hit high gear quite yet. I think they're probably another week or two away from hitting high gear um, and then just kind of walking over teams. Yeah, the the Bills are, are a really good team. The the Rams are also very good. I mean, this, this is going to be a really good game to watch. I think that they're two good defenses. you got two good offenses, and it's just going to come down to coaching and who has the better game plan. And I think the re- I think the fact that we both picked uh, a team to win by three um, it probably just shows how tight that this game probably could go. Exactly. Uh, so we'll move along to Cleveland. Um, so the the <laughs> football team of Washington are visiting the Browns um, <laughs> on Sunday. Uh, this one has, uh, again, a young quarterback who you think might not be a quarterback and another quarterback <laughs> who I think may be quite overrated. Um, so <laughs> it is, it's a, it's a really strange one. Both teams are one and one. Um, Washington won their week one matchup, which, which was a shock to everyone. 
Um, I think a lot of people probably lost money at the bookies that day. Um, and, and Cleveland, <laughs> uh, they beat the Bengals last week. And, and they actually did look pretty decent, to be fair. And it was a very exciting game. I expect this game to be exciting as well. However, I expect the Browns to really pile on the pressure on Washington and that young quarterback. And I don't think he's going to have a great day. So I've taken Cleveland to win by 15. A a big victory for the Browns. So I think that the Browns are also going to win this game, but I have it a lot closer because I think that with Baker Mayfield, if it's, if it's up to him to win the game, I don't think that that he can do it. <laughs> but if uh, you know Hunt, Kareem Hunt and uh, Nick Chubb are that two-headed monster that they were last week, they're going to be a really hard team to stop. Now, the Washington uh, football team does have Chase Young, and he's come out and played, you know, awesome this year. The Washington defense looks good, so it will be a tough uh, a tough game for them to get that running game up and running. But uh, if they, if they can, I think that the Browns will be able to beat Washington. I don't think I never in a million years would have thought Washington would have been two and zero at this point, but here they are. And I think that the Browns are going to hand them their first loss of the season. I have the Browns winning by three. Uh, so you have the, the Browns winning by three. Um, so just to, to catch in there. So the Cardinals beat Washington in week two. Um, so the Washington, oh, right. Washington are one and one. Um, so yeah. don't worry. Um, they had a yeah, they got a bit of a tank in the, uh, at the weekend by the Cardinals. Um, so they lost by fifteen. <laughs> um, so we'll move it right along then because another another game where you would think that the previous two games would have went the other way. So the Vikings are zero two. The Titans are two and zero. I would have thought that that would have been the other way around, um, given the Vikings' offense especially. Uh, but the Titans have had a pretty good start to the season. I'm sure they're pretty happy with it. They are pretty much, you would say, over the last few years, a playoff team. How do you see this one going, um, considering their records? I, I think that Tennessee is a pretty good team. Uh, I think that they've been written off a lot they were written off almost all of last year uh, especially with Tennessee you know making it all the way to the AFC championship yeah. game everyone kind of was like oh how do they even backpedal their way into the playoffs but I think that they're I think that they're a good team and the Vikings have some serious question marks uh, apparently they are missing digs more than they thought they would but I think that the Titans are going to win this game too. I have them winning it by seven. Okay, so I had the Titans by four. Um, okay. Like you, I, I think the Titans have a great offensive line, um, and I think that it's going to be tight. I, I don't think it's going to be an easy win. It's going to be one of those ground-out wins. Uh, I don't think Minnesota will make it easy, uh, but I, I do see Minnesota going 0-3. Yeah, and I mean, the Titans haven't played the best teams or I mean like what on paper as we I said earlier I think that the Jaguars are a better team than we originally thought that they were going to be this year but the Broncos have serious problems and th- those are the two teams that they've played so yeah. far they the, the Jaguars you know were basically blew the game um in the fourth quarter so 
uh, I'm, you know, if the Titans were able to come away with a narrow victory on it. So I think the Titans are going to have a good matchup this week because Kirk Cousins is going to have to show that he was worth that all that guaranteed money. So he's going to come out with his best game. But I think the Titans' defense is uh, up to the task. Awesome. No, I, I'm pretty much on that as well. Um, a big game I've been looking forward to um, also happens in the early games. It is the Raiders and the Patriots. Now, for this one, uh, this mm-hmm. bit of history, obviously Cam Newton went to the Raiders, did a series of hard knocks on NFL Network, and then quickly left the Raiders. Um so, not Cam Newton, I'm thinking someone totally different. Um, Antonio, Antonio Brown. Brown that's, yeah, because yeah, he ended up with the Patriots. So, I've totally met. And he ended up he with, ended the up with the Patriots very shortly. Yeah, <laughs> and then didn't last much longer and is now a free agent. And if he ever comes back, he'll have an eight-game gap ban. So, I got that totally wrong. So, um, <laughs> I am still looking forward to this game, however, because I think Cam Newton up against Derek Carr is a very, very good prospect. Um, I think that game is probably, it's going to be my game of the week, if I'm honest. Um, I think of all the games that are on this weekend, this one, you've got two really good quarterbacks going up against each other. Um, You've got uh, Cam, who lost last week to a very good uh, Russell Wilson uh, and Seahawks team. Um, And I think the Raiders, they're 2-0. They've started really well. They had a really good home victory against uh, the Saints. And I think, actually, although the Patriots are 1-1, one one, they're still... I don't think that loss last week really affects how they perform throughout the rest of the season. So I'm giving this one, though, um, to the Patriots and Cam Newton. I think he's going to come out at home in Gillette, and I think uh, they're going to win it, and they're going to win it by eight. Okay. See, and I think that you're right on with, you know, this being a, a one of the better games of the week. It's going to be a really close game. And I don't think that people were really taking, uh, you know, the, the Raiders super seriously this year, but Gruden has put quite the team together. Like everyone was wondering what on earth John Gruden was doing when, you know, he's letting Khalil Mack walk away and then trading away Amari Cooper is like, what? you're trading away all the first round picks. What are you doing? But he has put up one heck of a team around Derek Carr and uh, Josh Jacobs looks awesome. You know, in the backfield, they have an amazing tight end. That's really hard to match up against and and they beat the saints and the saints are a good team. Now granted the saints have, uh, you know, some, some injury problems, but it's going to be a really, really close game. It's going to come down to that, Raiders defense and if they have an answer for Cam Newton because he's 260 pound quarterback coming at you it's unlike any other quarterback it's not like it's Kyler Murray where he's small and shifty and fast I mean he's it's like a tight end that can run and throw and (laughs) so it's it'll be if whether or not John Gruden has an answer for Cam Newton and I think it's going to be a really really good game I have the Raiders coming out on top of this game by one. by one. So another close loss. Yeah, yeah. another close loss for the Patriots. For the Patriots. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's going to be uh, one of the marquee games. I think there's a few this week. Um, but yeah, it is going to be close. But I think it's just going to be uh, more than a, a touchdown in it. Um, so we'll have to wait and see what happens there. Um, now, do you know if the Patriots are allowing? 
fans at the, the, the game this weekend? Or um, So I believe... Because I think the number of teams are allowing... It's changing every yeah. day, but I think that... the I don't know if the Patriots are one of the teams that are allowing fans to come in. Because I think that even if it is just a small amount of fans there, it could make a world of difference. I think for, for some teams it can. Um, I think... Yeah. Because uh, Jacksonville... Um, they had fans the the opening weekend, um, and that I mean they won the opening weekend. So um, mm-hmm. it could be that yeah, fans coming in um, could could um, make a difference. I'm just trying to have a look just to see. Um, there's yeah, I'm not seeing any kind of news on on them having any fans in. So I don't know if they are one of the teams. I know there is a few teams that are now going to be doing it. Um, we're just having a quick look mm-hmm. through the news, not seeing anything. Um, well, while you're but... looking, we this is, you know, we were talking before we started recording the podcast about upcoming bye weeks. Yep. And there's a number of, you know, bye weeks are going to be happening soon. Uh, I think that, you know, the Carol- Carolina has their bye week in week 13, which is they're probably really sad about. But the first set of bye weeks are coming up in week five with the Detroit lions and the green Bay Packers. So it, I think that when those bye weeks start happening, uh, it's going to probably more teams are going to try and start putting in more fans and getting, uh, you know, limited capacity into these, these stadiums, because even with, you know, just 10,000 fans and a, you know, 70,000 seat stadium, having some people that are cheering on your team, I think it is making a bit of a difference. Yeah, I totally agree. I think it's, um, it, I think it makes a world of difference if, if you've not got that kind of uh, the, the noise in the stadium um, that, that a lot of teams are using or a lot of stadiums are using just now and um, that kind of organic noise. Um, so I, I think it does make a difference now. I'm not seeing anything on the Patriots at all, having fans um, in the news. So, um, I'm I'm going to go with they're not, but that's probably not to say that that doesn't change, because um, I think each team yeah. are are kind of, and it depends on which state you're in and what the rules are in each state as well. So, um, certainly nothing at the moment uh, on the wire uh, for the Patriots having any kind of home fans at the moment. Yeah, um, we will move it along then to uh, back to New York for the 49ers. So they played the Jets last weekend. Uh, they're back at MetLife to play the Giants. This game, I really have, because of the injury issues that the 49ers have, they basically have been decimated by injuries. Um, a lot of the blame has been put on the MetLife Stadium's turf um, by the head coach of the 49ers. Now, some people may say, well, he's just looking for something to blame as to why he has no players. Um, but the given how well they actually did, shorthanded last week um, I have the 49ers winning again in New York and um, I do have it a bit tighter and um, so I have them winning by four see I think the the Giants are going to struggle a little bit but I have the Giants winning nope. against the 49ers due to all those injuries mm-hmm. I have them winning by four and I think that it's they might maybe it's just a mental thing too, you know, because they did lose so many key players last week on that same field. I think that they're going to come out and maybe not, you know, try and juke as hard as they typically would or uh, push off as hard as they would because of 
the fear of maybe getting that injury too, because they, they lost a lot of their key players last week. Um, so I think that it's going to be a little bit of a mental thing, but in, in addition to losing so many of their, their main guys, but I have the Giants winning this game due to all the injuries on the 49ers side. I mean, this is the absolute last spot that the 49ers wanted to be in, or I'm sure picture that yeah. they would be in. Um, and the fact that they have to play back-to-back games on this field, uh, it's got to mess with them a little bit mentally too. It'll be interesting to see in, in future weeks, week four, week five, week six, um, because obviously MetLife gets used pretty much every week because it's the home of the Jets and the Giants. Um, it'll be very interesting to see how other teams cope on that turf. And if it does become an issue where a number of players are being injured each week, um, it, you would have to think that the NFL would maybe have to look at that field uh, and, and to make a call on whether something needs to change. Yeah, I... Apparently, from what I was watching on ESPN, they had the NFL has sent seven different people out there to inspect the oh, field really? uh, in the past. Well, not in the past, like uh, past week, <laughs> four weeks leading up to <laughs> yeah, yeah the, no, the past four weeks leading up to the season mm-hmm. opener and, and playing there, and it passed all the tests. Yeah. So, but it, it was a across. The, I mean, there's just no reason that all those injuries happened on that same field and uh, just you know, took out that team. I, I mean, it's not a, a training issue. It's, there's, it's, I just feel really bad for the 49ers and 49ers fans out there because uh, their bye week, since I still have that uh, up on here on my computer, is, isn't until week 13. Yeah. So they're going to have a long time without a lot of those, a week week 11 without those uh, those key players. Yeah, so. I've still got a while to wait. Um, another game I'm looking forward to, um, it's another early game. Uh, we've got the Bengals in Philadelphia taking on the Eagles. Um, now, I wasn't big on Bengals quarterback uh, I, at the beginning of the season. I thought, oh, he's a rookie. He'll, he'll, you know, he'll do all right. He'll win a couple of games. He'll score a couple of touchdowns. But actually, he's been really outstanding. Uh, they, ha- they are 0-2. However, they're probably not worth the 0-2 because he's played so well. And I think he... he his offensive line has played so well with them. And the games that they've lost have been pretty tight. I mean, they only lost by five last week. I mean, that's a one possession. Uh, the first week one, they they lost and they actually should have won. The kicker pulled his hamstring or something. Um, <laughs> and I felt really, really bad for Burroughs. Um, but I, 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 the, the Eagles haven't been great. They didn't show up for the second half of week one. Uh, week two, you could argue whether they even showed up at all. Carson Wentz looks terrible. <laughs> um, maybe they should have kept a hold of big Nick Foles um, and instead of letting him go. Uh, I have the Bengals taking this one. Um, and I, I know I've probably said that last week as well. If I did, I, said, I called them by three. I do think they're going to win. However, I think this is going to be a huge win for the Bengals. Uh, and I'm taking them by 10. I also have the Bengals winning this game. I think that you are spot on with a lot of your your thoughts on uh, the, the Eagles and the Bengals. I think that Joe Burrows is, is ready for this game. And he should have been in a position, you know, he put his team in a position to win both games uh, in week one and two. 
they showed that they have confidence in him because they he threw for 60 plus passes last week. He has the extended rest. He hasn't played since, you know, last Thursday. So I I think that the Bagels are going to come and, you know, Joe Burrow is going to come out and he's going to finally get his his first win and it's going to be on the road against the Bengals uh, against the Eagles. So I have the Bengals winning by 4 in this by game. Four. So you think it's a bit tater. Um moving along to the last of the I think it's the last of the early games. It is, yes, the last of the early games is the Houston Texans, the Texans of Houston, um traveling out to the Steelers. <laughs> um I've got some thoughts on this one. Um Houston are one two. However, in week one, they played the reigning Super Bowl champs, Kansas City. Uh, in week two, uh, I had it right in front of me at Sango, they played the Baltimore Ravens, which is pretty yeah. brutal um, start to our schedule. Um, on the flip side, if you look at the Steelers, um, the Steelers played in week two. I had this in front of me as well. Against my Broncos. Against Broncos. And that was a really, really tight game. Um, they won it, but it, it was a tight game. And then on the week one, they played the Giants. So Houston have a really tough start to the season. Um, Big Ben has a pretty easy start into the season playing the Giants. Um, and then the Denver Broncos. They only just beat the Denver Broncos. Driscoll was pretty Decent. With our with the Broncos backup, yeah. I mean Driscoll was was pretty decent. He was well worth uh, the watch, um, but I, I struggle to see how Big Ben wins this one because I think he's had it pretty easy. Now I've got two trains of thought. One is that Ben has taken it as a preseason, as in playing the Giants and the Broncos is like preseason. I'm just going to warm up for the season. Whereas the Houston Texans have really had to start from game one, playing two of the best teams in the league. I have the Texans taking their first win, um, and I have them taking it by um, nine. See, I, I think that the it's going to be a, a Texan victory. I think that what you said was right on. I think that the Steelers have come out and they have not had to play really elite teams. The Texans probably played the one of the two best <laughs> <Yeah>. teams <laughs> in the NFL. So it, it's it's frustrating though because you know, like like I said, I feel like I say this all the time. I feel like poor Deshaun Watson. He has no one no. <laughs> really to to throw to um, without Hopkins there. But you know, D- David Johnson's doing all right, and I just think that the Texans have played tougher teams than the Steelers have, and. They've been on the road, and I, I just I think that they're they're gonna get that first win because they have had that higher competition uh, for the first two weeks than the Steelers have, and the Steelers are shockingly going to lose at home. I have the Texans winning by nine. Oh, so you have them by nine as well. Well, we're, we're yeah. both on the money there. Um, what we'll do then is we will take a quick break. And we will then come back with the late Sunday games and Monday night football, which is going to be off the hook. Okay, so we're back for the late Sunday games. Uh, we're going to start off, Katie, with the Jets at the Colts. Um, Jets are 0-2. Colts 1-1. One one. Um, I... I see this in Indianapolis 
as probably Philip Rivers preseason starting um, and, and he's, he's going to have a pretty much an easy day of it. I completely agree. I think that Philip Rivers and the Colts are going to come out against the Jets and pretty, take this game pretty handedly. It's, I feel really bad for, for Jets fans because Adam Gase is proving to be a pretty big mistake for the, the Jets team. And Le'Veon Bell has really ended up hurting the, the Jets because one, because of his misuse by the coaching staff. I don't understand when you have a player like him, why you're not just feeding him the ball, but they're not. And then they decided that this year they're going to start doing that and he gets hurt. And so now he has this giant contract and not, you know, he's not even on the field. So I, I think that the Colts are going to be able to take this game pretty, pretty easily. And I have the Colts winning by 14 in this game. Wow. Okay. So I was thinking pretty much along the same lines. Uh, so I've taken the Colts by 18. Okay. Uh, and I so think yeah. that too, yeah, I think that the, the Colts, we thought there was going to be a big hole with, you know, Marlon Mack going down for the season, but Jonathan Taylor came in and he looked ready to take over that starting role. And when you have a rookie that's got those fresh legs and is going to be able to to take on that, that opportunity, it it's going to be a good thing for the Colts and Phillip Rivers, as long as he hasn't turned the ball over, I think that they're going to have a pretty easy game with the Jets this weekend. I think it's always a good sign when you see a rookie come in and make an impact, look hungry. Um, in all fairness, it's not very often that you see a rookie come in and kind of like, oh, crap, what am I doing here? Um, <laughs> so, I mean, he's got that. And I think we've seen this year, actually, rookies have done pretty well. Um, we use, talk about Joe Burrow uh, as an example. They might be 0-2, but he is a quarterback in his position has done really, really well, has been really quite efficient um, in throwing the ball, um, picking his spots for runs. So, um, yeah, I, I think the rookies this year have done quite well. Um, and I think the rookies that are stepping up um, to, to cover injured players, they're hitting the ground running, and, and it's been quite nice to see. Yeah, I agree. Um, we'll move it along then to the Panthers' chargers. Um <laughs> So, story came out today, um, I sent this to you earlier, where the Chargers team doctor was asked to give an injection to the quarterback uh, for the Chargers uh, to manage his pain. He gave him the injection uh, and punctured his lung, uh, Tyrod Taylor. Um, This is, and all all you heard three minutes before the game is, oh, they've changed quarterbacks, but we don't know why. And then a bit into the game, they said... And then chest oh, pains. Chest pains. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have a pain when somebody shoves a needle in your lung. <laughs> oh, my God. Like When you sent that to me, I was like, oh, my God, this guy cannot catch a break. Because uh, we, we were talking on, on, last, on the last episode, you know, when we were doing our week two review, just, you know, whenever it seems like every time that Ty- Tyra Taylor gets injured, he loses his position. Well, I, I hope that he's able to just come back and play football. Uh, after getting yeah. a punctured lung, it, that is horrible news. I, I feel so sorry for for Tyrod Taylor, but looks like it's the Justin Herbert show now. Yeah, so that, that, that's what I was thinking. So what I was also thinking was um, it, they're probably not going to want to pay Tyrod Taylor to stay as a number two. Um, so does Tyrod Taylor then just sue the team doctor? <laughs> say, well, you right? cost me a bunch of money because um, you, you punctured my lung. 
Yeah, I I just can't even imagine how painful that probably was for him. Oh yeah, that that I mean you could understand. Although he was on the field, uh, well it wasn't on the on the field. He was on the sideline. Um, he just didn't have his helmet on. So he, but he, yeah, he didn't look like he was in pain, and um, probably because the injection went into his lung. Um, <laughs> but he he didn't look like he was in pain. He looked he was walking around and stuff. So yeah, I would hope that it's just a little nick than anything else he's had it checked out i think lungs i'm not a doctor but i think lungs probably heal pretty well um and he can kind of yeah i I would maybe as a precaution just keep him out a week yeah take over and 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 then bring him back i agree and i mean the the panthers especially without christian mccaffrey i think that it's i mean herbert came in against the chiefs and took him to overtime yeah I, i think that he, I would, if I were the Chargers coaching staff, I'd feel 100% okay being like, all right, we're going to send him out there until, you know, Tyrod's back to, back to his 100% here. So I, I think that the Chargers are going to do just fine against the McCaffrey-less Panthers. We were talking to on the review show about how Teddy Bridgewater really hasn't looked all that comfortable yet uh, behind center for the Panthers yet this year. I mean, he looked great for the Saints last year. Yep. But he's not looking super comfortable. I think that the it'll be a closer game because it is a rookie, uh, you know, playing it, playing his first like, okay, you are starting. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I think, I think it is going to be close. Yeah, I think it's going to be close. Uh, but kind of like last week against the Chiefs. But I, I think that the Chargers are going to be able to keep that momentum, though. And I think that they're going to be able to pull off a win against the Panthers. Okay, so I've got the Chargers winning by ten. I oh, I'm sorry, I have them winning by six. Six, yeah. So we're we're pretty pretty close there as well. Um, moving along then to Detroit and Arizona. Um, I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on this one. Um, I think Arizona and Kyler Murray um, walk away with this one quite easily. Um, I, I don't see Detroit. I, I've I've actually seen on fantasy where Matt Stafford has, has been dropped by like 50% of the, the teams that drafted them or had them on their teams. Uh, so I'm quite happy and quite comfortable that the, the Cardinals win this one in Arizona uh, by 14. Yeah, I, I think that it's going to be uh, Detroit's game to lose again. Um, you know, we I never would have thought they would have lost to the Bears in week one, but uh, they're, they're finding ways to lose right now. And yeah. They, they, Matt Patricia's got, is on the hot seat, I think, just like Adam Gase's, and he's got to find a way to get his team's mindset right and have them ready to win these games. Uh, I think that they're going to come out, but I, I agree with you. Kyler Murray is looking really good this year. They've built a really complete team around him, and I have the Cardinals winning this game by 14. Oh, so you have 14 as well. So there we go. Yeah. Um, right then. So your Denver Broncos are at home this weekend, um, and they are welcoming the the hero of the NFL, uh, Tom Brady. And Tom Brady is one and one. Um, lost week one, found his rhythm in week two. Broncos quarterback goes out injured in week two, uh, and Driscoll comes in and does really really well uh, for the for the time he's got left. Um, this one. Uh, 
I actually sway both ways. I think Broncos do have issues with injuries, um, both on defence and on offence now. Um, I think the Bucks overpower them. But I think, actually, Driscoll keeps this game really close yet again. Um, so I only have uh, the Buccaneers winning by three. I also have the Buccaneers winning a very close game. I, I, Tom Brady still isn't on the same page with... Yeah the rest of his uh, receivers yet. And I saw, I was reading earlier today that he's joined just a, a handful of quarterbacks now that have thrown a pick six in three consecutive games. I do. I mean, if you're looking for those weird bets, I do think that he's going to continue that streak against the Broncos because we have a, a very good uh, defense here in Denver. So I think he's going to throw another pick six this week, but I think that the, uh, the the Broncos are not going to be able to overcome the injury bug that has really, really hit the Broncos hard. Um, and I think they're going to win a close game. I have the Buccaneers winning by five. By five, yeah. So we both think that's a pretty tight game. Now, my uh, Dallas Cowboys are, are traveling to Seattle, to CenturyLink Field. Cowboys had a pretty dramatic win uh, last <laughs> week. Uh, for my heart's sake, um, I really hope that this week's uh, not quite as bad. Um, however, Russell Wilson, uh, I think so far, I think you probably agree, um, is the MVP so far of weeks one and two. Um, he's been really, really solid. Um, I have the Seahawks winning, so people will be shocked at this, but I actually have the Seahawks winning. Very, very close game. I have the Seahawks winning by six. Okay, I, and I think that it's also it's going to be a really close game once again. And I, this is actually the game that I have picked as the the game of the week. Um, I know we we're, we're going to get into game of the weeks later, so I can go into depth on this one uh, later. But I think that this is going to be a really exciting game to watch. And Dak Prescott, you know, he he played really good last week. Um, I think that you know Elliot is really good. I just think that the Seahawks defense is better than the Cowboys defense. And that's actually what's going to win the game for them. Um, this, this week is, is their defense. I just, I think it's going to be a really, really exciting game. And I have the Seahawks winning this game by one. By one. So you think it should be mm-hmm. really, really tight. Yeah. Maybe coming down to a field goal for the win. So it, it, yeah. I'm really excited about this game. Yeah, this game, I think, has is, is got marquee game written all over it, game of the week. And um, I, I know I, I picked another one, but that, this, this one for me is, is, is a big, big game. I think the next two, big ga- the next two games are also pretty big. Uh, the Packers are traveling to New Orleans uh, to take on the Saints. Um, Aaron Rodgers has played angry. Um, he didn't get what he wanted in the offseason. He didn't get a big-name receiver. Didn't even get a... Uh, a rookie receiver that could be pretty decent. Um, he got a quarterback. <laughs> and given yeah. he plays that position, you know, you get a bit crowded, you know, two's a crowd and all that. Um, but he's <laughs> going up against the Saints uh, and the Saints aren't or, or didn't have that great a week in week two. However, they were very good in week uh, one. Um, I have the Packers winning this one and going 3-0. and um, I've, I've got faith in Aaron Rodgers. Um, and I think that... Uh, the Packers, and again, this is probably going to be a very tight game. Um, so I have the Packers winning by eight. 
I think that a lot of it is going to come down whether or not Devontae Adams plays this weekend. Uh, he's He didn't play Wednesday, so he didn't or practice on Wednesday. And he's, you know, the number one receiver for, for Rodgers. Not that there's not other guys out there to throw to, but in a close game like this between two Hall, you know, potential future Hall of Fame quarterbacks, it's going to be, uh, he's going to need all of his weapons out there. And Breeze is missing Thomas. So it's, there are both without their number ones. You know, I, I think yeah. that it'll, it'll even the playing field a little bit, but if, if I think if Rogers has Adams, then I'm, I, I don't know if I can do this, but I'm saying that the Packers will win if Adams plays and if they, he doesn't, <laughs> I'm saying that they lose. So I'm, I'm putting that much faith in having Devontae Adams on the field. Um, so I'm going to say he plays. So I'm going to say that the Packers win this game uh, in shocking fashion by three. By three. Okay. Um, so the final game is of the week is going to be Monday Night Football um, in Baltimore. The 2-0 Ravens go up against the 2-0 Chiefs. Um, we've got the two MVPs of the last two years playing against each other. Um, both, uh, well, certainly Lamar Jackson has started the season exceptionally strong, whereas Mahomes in week one carried his team pretty much past the Texans. And then again in week two, he pretty much had to put the, the whole of the Chiefs uh, on his back and carry them through week two as well. Um, I don't think he's going to be able to to carry them again. I think the only way the Chiefs win this is if all of the Chiefs play um, uh, and play at a high level, because otherwise I think this Ravens team just walk all over them. Um, and I've got the Ravens winning this one uh, by 12. Wow, I, I think it's going to be a lot closer of a game. I, I think this is going to be – this is my number two game of the week. Um, but I think that this is going to be a really exciting game. You know, it, the, the Chiefs are a really good team. And uh, it's, it's this is, I think, what we're going to be – it's a future playoff game for this year. And yeah. unless something drastic happens to either one of these quarterbacks, these two guys are both playing – at the top of their game right now. And I think that Lamar Jackson just has a couple more weapons than Patrick Mahomes does. Surprisingly, I think that, you know, Jackson is able to, it's so fast. He's going to be able to be elusive. And I actually have them coming in and winning this game. So I have them handing the chiefs their first loss of the season. And I have the Ravens winning by three. By three. Oh yes. Yeah. So you think it's going to be really tight. Um, I, mm-hmm. I just think that, if it turns out that the Chiefs don't turn up and Mahomes has to do it all himself again, I, I just see it as being quite a heavy loss. Um, and I think Andy Reid has to go back to the drawing board and maybe take his demister off his mask now. Um, <laughs> at least he could see this week. I mean, you know, yeah. uh, week one he couldn't see a damn thing. Um, I think we were all joking that he needed windscreen wipers on the inside. Um, whereas he had a demister in week two. Um, but I, I think he has to go back to the drawing board pretty much um, because if if he has to ask Mahomes to carry a team again, then it's just going to be too much. I mean, they were very fortunate to come out with a win in week two. Uh, week one was, was pretty easy for them. I mean, yeah, they, they were playing the Texans, who are a good team, uh, but, you know, they, they kind of coasted through that one. 
uh, whereas week two they they really didn't against uh, the, your Broncos. So um, the the Chargers, the Chargers, the Chargers yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and I think too the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, both playing with backup quarterbacks last week. But and that's the thing is that the Chiefs were playing against the backup last week, and maybe they just didn't have their. Again, I'm going back to mindset. Maybe they just didn't have the right mindset going into that game. But the the Chiefs are a way better team than the Chargers are. I'm mm-hmm. shocked that it went yeah. to overtime. Uh, but I just, like you said, I think that if Patrick Mahomes is going to be asked to to win the game again, uh, then it's going to be the Ravens game. You know, the yeah. Lamar Jackson, just, I think right now, I don't know if he's a, a better quarterback than Mahomes, but I think he is just as good. And he has an, you know, an entire another level of being able to run that ball. He's so fast and elusive. Um, so it's, it should be a really fun game to watch. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Um, so you said your game of the week, uh, you gave that away, um, is going to be mm-hmm. Cowboys Seahawks. Yeah, I, I'm really excited about this game. Russell Wilson is playing so good right now. And it's, he, he's, you know, I think he's only missed like six passes, like six incompletions between the first two games or something ridiculous like that. So he's playing so good. He's at home. I know that they don't have their 12th man. Uh, but I, and, and Dak Prescott is out there showing everybody that he has something to prove that he should have been paid. He deserved that big contract. And he's got a lot of weapons around him too. It's, it is a, a really exciting game. And I think it's going to come down to the final play, just like the Seahawks and Patriots did this week or last week and then week two. Yeah. Now, I think it'll be a, an outstanding game. Looking forward to watching that one. Uh, the other one that I'm looking forward to um, is going to be um, uh, the Raiders and Patriots. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm really interested to see how Cam Newton goes up against uh, John Gruden uh, and Derek Carr. I think that it's it's one of those games that, although I've picked the, the Patriots to win by eight, it, it could swing the other way on one or two plays. Um, I'm interested to see how Cam throws the ball. Um, I've, all, I've thought over the last couple of weeks that his, his throwing motion, doesn't. it's almost as if it doesn't look comfortable. Um, and he, he's throwing it differently to how he did three, four years ago. Um, yeah. And, and I, do, I wonder if there's something wrong with the mechanics just in his arm. Um, there's obviously something that's not maybe quite as comfortable there. Um, and, and that could lead to why the, the Patriots didn't offer him uh, a big contract. Um, they want to try him out for a year, see how his arm is. Uh, and it could be that he never ends up with a long-term deal with the Patriots. Um, if they don't have confidence in his arm, um, although yeah, Belichick I think comes that, out and tells yeah, I, I agree. I think that uh, you know, the, in week one, he definitely, I think he only threw for 150 yards and ran for 75. Week two, he he came out and threw a lot, but I agree, his his throwing motion uh, looked a little funky. I know he had the shoulder surgery and stuff, so maybe he's just still breaking it in, but. It'll be interesting to see how, after throwing for that many yards last week, in week two, if they have him go out and plan on throwing the ball, you know, as many times as, as they did uh, in week two, as they, or, or if they want him to run more. So it, I think this will be a great game, too. I wonder as well, um, obviously, he's now playing in New England, which has some pretty brutal winters. Um, whenever you have surgery in a body part, 
and when it comes to winters, things tend to get tightened up and stuff. Um, so I, I wonder how he deals with the winter um, in New England, um, especially on game day, where he's having to maybe have to throw a, a lot. Um, he's really going to have to keep that arm warmed up uh, when he's on the sidelines. So it'll be interesting how they they manage him. It'll be interesting to see, because just now we're seeing a lot of camera angles from the, the sidelines because there's no fans to look at. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if we can get any shots of how they deal with that come the winter time in New England to see just how they're managing that arm and if there is any kind of padding on there with heat pads or, or anything like that just to kind of keep it warm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it it's going to be a really good game. I'm I'm excited uh, for for this for this week's all these all these games. I feel like there's only like two duds, um, but it yeah. should be a really good really good week of football. And they know who they are. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they they know who they are. Um, so um, so that that kind of pretty much covers our uh, preview for for week two. Uh, one thing that um, we have to talk about. Um, I can't let you go without it. Is uh, your Denver Nuggets um, in the NBA have put on quite a show in the playoffs? Uh, in round one, they were three uh, one down uh, and came back to to beat the Utah Jazz, which upset me greatly. Um, <laughs> in the second round, they did the exact same thing to the Los Angeles Clippers. Um, they're now two one down to the Los Angeles Lakers in the conference finals. Um, you've got to be pretty excited that you know what they're they're not backing down to any team that they play. Yeah, they talk about playing with heart. Holy cow, these guys are playing awesome. I I love seeing the Nuggets coming back and you know kind of playing that underdog role. They've totally embraced it, and I they've been down, and people have started counting them out, and they keep coming right back. It's it's really exciting to see the, the the Nuggets come out with such enthusiasm, and uh, you know, playing in the bubble has got to be hard. I'm sure that they miss their friends and family, but they're playing their their hearts out, and they're making uh, themselves a, a name for themselves this year. So one thing that I, I noticed, especially in the Clippers series, uh, was that there there is very much a togetherness on that Nuggets team. They're always talking to each other. They're always kind of, you know, egging each other on. Um, and one thing I've seen about the Clippers was none of them talk. Yeah. <laughs> so that, I mean, that that that, that kind of showed that, you know, that level of commitment for each other on the Nuggets team. Yep. Um, not, it was just there. Um, and it was there for everyone to see. You've seen it against the Jazz in the, in the first series as well. Well, that was a very different series. I mean, you had Murray scoring 50, then you had Mitchell scoring 50. Uh, so that, that was uh, that series did, the games were a lot closer. Um, but I think for the Lakers series, I think everyone thought, oh, well, this is the Lakers. I mean, no, the, the Nuggets can't do this three times in a row and be an underdog and, and win the series. I have a sneaking suspicion that, and I said this right way back on one of my first shows, was that a team that wins this finals is not going to be a team that we would expect to to make and win the finals because the bubble is probably fit for young players. Um, now, obviously, LeBron's an older player and he's there, <laughs> um, but then we've seen an established team like uh, the Milwaukee Bucks go out. 
and we're probably going to see the Boston Celtics go out and we're going to see a Miami Heat in the final who have just really put a team together and a very young core. Yeah. The Nuggets have a really young core as well. Now, I said it was going to be the Dallas Cowboys, eh, Dallas, Cowboys Dallas Mavericks um, that would be that young team that would make the finals. But in actual fact, it's, it's been the Nuggets and they have done so well. They've ground out wins when they needed to and they've stayed in these series so well. Mm-hmm. Um, off Djokic, off Murray, uh, then you've had Harris come back. And they just seem to look stronger. Even though they, they, they lose um, a couple of games in a series, they just don't seem to let it affect them. Yeah. And I think that, too, it, it's playing, that's what you said, playing in the bubble is so different. And, you know, for, I'm, a big, I'm a big hockey fan, and everyone was expecting the Colorado Avalanche to go a lot, go all the way. They, you know, oh, they're, they're healthy, da, 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 da. But playing in that bubble, it really, it, what comes down to is who gets hot inside the bubble. Who, what team yeah. is able to take that time off, that unexpected time off, and just get hot at the right moment? And in the hockey world, it was the Dallas Stars. Um, and I think in the in the basketball world, we're seeing it with the Heat. And the Nuggets are showing, hey, you know what? We had some time off. We don't mind going to Game Sevens, and we're going to go out there and play our heart out. And it's. I, I would love to see the Nuggets go all the way. Um, I'm sure that the TVs stations would, would rather have it be uh, Lakers <laughs> and Heat just for ratings. But the, the Nuggets are kind of taking that that underdog role and, and fully embracing it. Yeah, I think they've been really impressive. Um, I'm, I'm unfortunately over here in the UK, the games are because they're in their conference finals. Uh, the games are being played particularly late. Because um, obviously the West Coast, when you've got the the Lakers and the the Nuggets playing, um, so it is like a, a two in the morning kind of tip uh, <laughs> most most of these games. Uh, but I look forward to watching them in the next the next day, uh, seeing how how they cope um, in the bubble. It's been a really interesting experiment, if nothing else, um, to see how this bubble worked and the fact that they've had no COVID positive tests. Um, it is, it's been pretty good. I know the, the WNBA had a, an issue uh, where they had some inconclusive tests mm-hmm. and they had to stop their playoffs for a couple of days. Yeah. Um, it happened on Sunday because I was getting ready to add about three screens going on my TV at once. Uh, <laughs> I was ready to turn WNBA on um, and that was off. Um, they, they postponed that game. But they played again last night, so they're back up and running. Um, but yeah, but the, I think the Nuggets have a good chance. Um, any predictions on, you know, how many Lakers wins you'll get before the Nuggets, you know, turn up a gear? You know, I think that I think that's just going to go to another game seven. I don't know if you know who's going to end up having that, you know, three to two lead, then end up losing it. But I think that this is, series is going to go to another game seven, um, and it's going to come down to that. That final game, it's uh, the Nuggets aren't ready to give up hope and uh, just give up a quit yet. So I think that it's it's going to be a great, great uh, playoff basketball, uh, you know, whether you're the Eastern Conference fan or Western Conference fan. There's there's just a lot of back and forth and, and good games being played right now. Yeah, I think especially the East, the East, which over the last few years has maybe been a bit weaker of the two conferences. Um, 
Miami and Boston are showing that, you know, these two teams can go at it as well. Um, I love what Jimmy Butler's done. Never, I've never been his biggest fan. Um, not when he was in Chicago and I thought the way he left Minnesota was pretty bad. And then obviously he left Philadelphia in a bit of a, a cloud. Um, but he seems to have found a team that mm-hmm. is as hungry as he is and has the same kind of intensity yep. he has. So I, I, I see the Heat making the finals. Um, I know Gordon Hayward's just returned uh, from injury for Boston, so he gives them a bit of a boost. Um, I, I don't think it's enough. I, I think Jimmy just steps up a gear even more um, and gets those guys behind him. So. Yeah, I see, no, the, he, I, see, I see the Heat in the finals too. But I, I actually thought when you asked about the big news of the week that you're going to hit on the what I think is the biggest news of the maybe even all of football season. Okay. Me joining your fantasy football league. Well, yes, you are now in the fantasy football league. That yes, I mean, that's breaking news. It is breaking news, especially when I am handed a team that I didn't draft. But let's see how it goes. <laughs> and I, uh, I'm really excited to, to be a part of this fantasy football league. And, uh, <laughs> you know, see, see if we can pull out some W's. That, that's, that's breaking news, James. Well, the, the team that you've been handed as well. Yes. Um, <laughs> if you can pull out some wins on that one, um, that, that would be quite impressive. Um, you are starting one and one, so you're not starting 0 and 2. So, I mean, that's, there's a bonus there. Exactly. Um, and, and my team, my, my fantasy team in the Across the Pond League this week, this week um won by a single point i think Ooh. um so um i was uh, quite happy with that um but we'll have to see how it goes I'll, I'll post um i usually post up the the league um each week so i'll do that tonight as well well if you're if um, any of our listeners are rooting for a true underdog make sure you're cheering on <laughs> the denver sidekicks because we're coming in and we're coming in with a lot of heart <laughs> Well, you know, Denver now has a history of, of comebacks uh, <laughs> through the Nuggets and stuff. So um, if anyone can come back, I'm sure you can. <laughs> but uh, thanks so much for joining us again for uh, the uh, week three preview. can't believe it's week three already. Um, it's going to be an awesome uh, weekend. So many great games um, to watch. Um, God knows how I'm going to watch them all. Thank God for Red Zone. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But but uh, any any kind of last words, any kind of last plugs you want to do this week? Uh, same as always. Make sure to follow me on Twitter, uh, underscore Katie Brinkley, and then join our Facebook group. We have a lot of fun in there. And you, there's other podcasts that you put out, James, so people can get notified on all of your great podcasts, not just our fun football ones. But um, and lots of uh, you always know when the next podcast comes on out. So join Facebook group. Follow me on Twitter. Yeah, well, we have a a baseball one coming out this weekend. It's the the final weekend of the regular season in baseball. So uh, we have uh, Joe coming on. He's going to come on. We're going to talk some baseball this weekend. So, yeah, we've got some uh, other podcasts coming up as well. Awesome. Excellent. Well, thanks so much, Kate, and we'll catch you in week three preview. All Uh, right. Review. Review. Yep, yep. Sounds good. Have a great day. (laughs) You too. Thanks. Bye. Well, a huge thank you to Katie for coming on and uh, previewing week three with us. Um, we've got another podcast coming up this week with Joe. He's back. Um, he 
had him on episode four. Um, so if you want to catch up on that, please do so. Uh, big baseball channel there. Uh, we're going to talk to Joe about some more baseball, um, also some NBA playoffs, and we'll uh, touch on the football as well, see what's happening around the league. Uh, so we've got a big packed show for you coming up at the end of the week as well. Uh, get us on social media, have a chat with us uh, across the pond, Sports Pod on Facebook and Instagram, uh, on Twitter at ATP Sports Pod as well. Uh, big shout and big thank you to Fanatics for supporting the podcast. Remember, if you need your fan gear, um, do um, click on the link on the description of the podcast or on our social media links, um, and you can buy all your fan gear uh, from Fanatics. It does help the podcast out a great deal. Um, other than that, enjoy the rest of your week, and we will uh, be back with the pod uh, before the weekend. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.